there, single lady. Today I am going to give you some tips on how to find love after 40, or even 30 or 50 or 60. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Single Over 30 podcast with dating and relationship coach Shanna Schutte. Shanna's here to help you find a trustworthy, marriage-minded man who will love and adore you. Here's Shanna. All right, do you remember when you were in your 20s and things seemed to be easy? Like there were men everywhere. Perhaps there were men who pursued you and it just seemed like there were tons of singles everywhere and you had this belief or this hope, yes, it's gonna happen for me. I am going to get married. And then you hit your 30s and you started thinking, well, it hasn't happened yet. It can still happen. And then your 40s roll around and you start to doubt that it can happen. Or maybe you believe that it's not going to happen. And maybe like I did, you spend a lot of time crying. And when I was in my early 40s, I started to grieve that there weren't any good guys around. So I cried for a couple weeks and started thinking, okay, this just isn't going to happen to me. And then another thing that can happen as we get older, whether we've never been married or maybe we are divorced and we're single again, is that the men that you seem to meet, they just don't seem to be quality. And you find yourself saying things like, well, he has a lot of baggage or, but he has kids or he's been married before. He's out of shape or he's out of a job right now, or his wife took half of his retirement and he has to pay alimony or he's in debt or he's not very manly. He doesn't share my values. I don't think we're very compatible. I see a lot of red flags or I'm just not attracted to him. So there is no doubt that dating in your 40s or even, you know, over 30 or 50 or 60 can feel really disheartening and it can be frustrating at times too, especially when you feel like, you know, I've done everything that I can to do this the right way and I still haven't found the man that I'm looking for. But I want to encourage you that you really can experience a great relationship and I am living proof of that. You may have heard that I married uh, at 40 after waiting a very long time and I found a great guy. So today what I want to do is give you some tips on how to meet a quality man in your 40s or like I said in your 30s, your 50s or 60s. So the first thing is is that you want to drop desperate dating. So desperate dating happens when you accept men who have red flags who are what I call red flag guys because you think there's a man shortage and you are afraid of being alone. So the last time I looked there were about 26 million single men in the United States between the ages of like 30 and 60. There are more singles than there have ever been in history. People are still getting married. They're just getting married a little bit later. If you do this, if you end up dating men who have red flags, this means that you're going to end up spending time in a dead-end relationship or dead-end relationships and waste your time. So desperate dating happens when you bend yourself into a pretzel, also trying to accept these red flags and getting a man to accept you. So to keep yourself from doing this, first you want to define a red flag. So a red flag isn't that he doesn't like to horseback ride, and I do. It's not that he isn't a 10. A red flag is when there is something that would make him an unsafe mate or match, either emotionally or physically, like he has a bad temper, or he has a gambling addiction, or he's innately selfish and he can't compromise, or he blames other people for his problems, or he's angry, or he just wants to use you. So don't ignore red flags. Don't be thinking, well, but he's got all these other great qualities. There's just this one thing, because what happens or what will happen, like I said, 
upset is that you will end up wasting your time and you'll end up in a situation that will make you very unhappy and that is not what you want nor is it what you deserve. The next thing is you want to find your feminine side. So to be feminine doesn't mean that you have to be a girly girl. It does mean that you want to be warm and inviting, responsive and welcoming. It doesn't mean you lack boundaries. It means you know how to invite men to pursue you by being winsome. And if you want more information about this, you can head on over to singleover30.net and check out my free download on the homepage, Eight Ways to Invite a Man to Pursue You. So sometimes we are so worried about giving off the wrong vibe. We're worried that a guy's going to think that we like him when we aren't really sure what we think, that we come off as being really closed. So what happens is a guy smiles at us. We don't smile back. A guy takes us out. Do we come off as kind of standoffish because we don't want him to think we're interested, all this kind of stuff. And we're so afraid of making a bad decision in that way that we give the idea that we aren't warm and we aren't tender. So men need to know that they can succeed with a woman. And if they feel that they are going to fail, many of them won't even try. When you're warm, inviting, and kind, it doesn't mean you're committing to anything with a particular guy. Being kind is just part of being human. But the thing is, is if you hold off and you're standoffish because you're worried about giving off the wrong vibe to a guy, What's going to happen is that you may never, ever find out if that relationship could go anywhere because he may think, well, she doesn't like me, and then he may not pursue you. We can also be really afraid of getting hurt, and so we give off the wrong vibe. There was one woman I recently coached, and she was so afraid of getting hurt or making a wrong choice that she didn't realize that she was coming off as gruff. So you want to ask yourself, when men who I might be interested in or who are interested in me come around, do I feel shut down? Do I feel like I'm lacking warmth? Do I feel afraid, small and insecure? And so then do I give off this vibe that I might not ever be interested. So if this describes you and you aren't sure what to do about it, I'd love to help. You can reach out to me at shannashootycoaching.com. That's S-H-A-N-A-S-C-H-U-T-T-E coaching.com. And I'll give you a free 30-minute coaching session if you have not had one with me yet. The next thing is you want to know your boundaries. So this can be really confusing, right? So I just told you to be open and warm and inviting. And then I told you to to know your boundaries. So here's the difference. When a guy smiles at you and when you are warm and smile back at him, that doesn't mean that he's stepping over your boundaries. You're just being kind. But when he presses you to come over to his place and you get a vibe that he's not safe and you tell him no and he gets mad, then he's trying to step over your boundaries. So what you want to do is you want to know your boundaries and you want to stick to them. So boundaries will often have a lot to do with your values, such as I don't believe that a guy should stay the night with me. I believe that um, a man should allow me to have my opinion and he shouldn't shame me. So what you don't want to do is let a man move your boundaries. Because the problem with this is if you're interested in having a relationship and getting married, what you can do is you can end up wasting time with the wrong kind of guy. Do not allow a man to move your boundaries. I talked to a woman one time that I interviewed for a book that I wrote. 
And she was telling me that she'd been married for a very long time and that the man that she had been married to had been cheating on her for years and she didn't know about it. When it finally all came out, she was just devastated by this. And she was really, really driven to find someone to marry again because she was very lonely. And she said, I was tired of doing life all by myself. And so what she did was is that she ignored red flags and she allowed a man to move her boundaries, even though the people in her life were saying this isn't a good thing. So she ended up getting married very quickly. And then later that relationship fell apart and she had spent time wasted in a situation that was not good. Now I do want to qualify here and say, don't beat yourself up too bad. If this describes you and you've experienced some of the things that I'm talking about, don't beat yourself up, right? When I say it's wasted, what I mean is that you weren't progressing forward. But I do want to say, I do believe that everything can be redeemed and all things in our life can be used for good. And so we can learn from things. So if this has happened to you, look at it and go, okay, this is what happened. These are the choices that I made. Now, how can I use that information so that I can take it into my future so that I can find that trustworthy marriage-minded man that I really want in my life? The next thing is you want to define the character traits you want in a man and define your non-negotiables. So rather than focus on a list, which we often do, of how tall a guy is or where he lives or how much money he makes, what you want to do is define character traits that match up with the job description of marriage and that will ultimately make a big difference in your relationship in the long run. For example, in marriage, there can be a lot of stressful moments when things don't go well with kids or when there's job loss or when there's health issues or any number of things. So since this is true and this is the job of marriage, you want to ask yourself, what kind of character traits will a man need to have so that he can navigate those situations in marriage successfully with me and it will help us stay close to each other. I would say one of those things would be patience, right? And long suffering. So once you define that, then you'll know this character trait that a guy needs. The next thing you want to do is define your non-negotiables. For example, if you know that one of your character traits means that you need that man who demonstrates patience, I say for the most part because none of us are perfectly patient all the time, right? But if patience is something that you need in a guy, then a non-negotiable would be that you need a man who doesn't lack patience, a man who yells at other people or who always falls apart in a crisis or who cannot handle change or who is always pointing out the flaws of others and isn't patient with them, right? So first, you want to look at those character traits and then you want to define the opposite non-negotiables. The next thing you want to do is open yourself up to men who aren't your type. So as we go through life, many of us have a type that we are attracted to. I was with a girlfriend of mine one day and there was this handsome man that walked by. She pointed him out and said, that's my type. He was athletic and he looked kind of boyish. So the best thing that any woman can do is drop her type and see if a man that she wouldn't have normally considered could make a great match or mate for her. So several years ago, I started a group on Facebook for single men and women, and a couple met inside of that group. She was from the Philippines, and he was from Texas. And one summer, she came to the United States. She wanted to see Disneyland. She invited a lot of people from the group to come out and meet her. 
Nobody came except for this guy from Texas. He hopped on a flight and he surprised her because he wanted to meet her and he was interested in getting to know her. But she wasn't interested in him. In fact, she told her grandmother, no, not this guy, before she met him. But then she met him. They had a great first date at Disneyland. And then about a month ago, she relocated to the United States. And then a couple weeks ago, they tied the knot and they are happy as clams. So if you talk with women who are happily married, they have married men who weren't their type, but they are just thrilled and they have a great guy. So open yourself up to men who aren't your type and rule men in before you rule them out because you never know something great could happen. When I spoke with a woman named Lisa, she told me that one of her friends said, hey, I'd like you to meet my friend Sam. And she said, oh, I know who he is. And then later on, they saw him walk by and she told her friend, hey, listen, I'm just not attracted to him. But she had never spoken to him. She didn't know anything about who he was. But she said, you know, I'm not attracted to him. The problem with this perspective is that attraction happens on a lot of different levels. It's more than just physical. It's emotional and spiritual and intellectual too. So your job at the beginning is to be open. So again, you want to rule men in before you rule them out. The next thing is you want to find new ways to meet men. I often talk with women who share that they haven't been able to meet anyone, that there aren't any men anywhere. And I ask them, how many men do you meet each month? And they say, none. And I say, well, what's your schedule like? And they say, well, um, I go to work and I go home. You know, I'm pretty tired. I work a lot of hours and I don't really go out much on the weekends. So I get it. It can be really tiring to be carrying this entire load, right? In your life, you have everything that you need to handle yourself as a woman and a guy could show up on your doorstep, but most likely you're going to have to go to where men are to meet men. That means searching out new ways to connect with people, such as joining a professional club or a meetup group or a hiking club or going out to an art show learning how to have conversations with people. And when your friend says, hey, do you want to meet my friend Sam? You say, sure. The next thing you want to do is identify your internal obstacles. So I always say that dating and relationships happen inside out. So what happens on the inside of you happens on the outside of you. And bar none with all of the women that I talk to during my coaching sessions, every single one of them, I can only think of one that this hasn't happened with, has been wrestling with something internal. So if you're afraid of getting rejected, that can drive you and will affect how you interact in relationships. If you're just into looks, that will drive you and affect your relationships. If you panic when a relationship starts to get serious, that can affect you negatively in your search for a quality guy. If you find yourself always being drawn to men who need to be rescued and you are codependent, that will affect how you attract a quality guy. So you want to take a look at any kind of internal patterns that are going on and find out why are these things happening and then make a plan to overcome them. The next thing is, is that you want to have a dating plan. So having a plan means that you want to be more intentional about dating than you were in your 20s. So I don't believe this. A lot of coaches out there will say you can manifest your man or make a man addicted to you or make a man drawn to you so he will love you forever, right? I don't believe that you can make a man fall for you. You can't make anyone do anything. 
There are a lot of things that are out of our control in life, but there are a lot of things in your control, including how you approach dating and relationships. So even in your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, you can position yourself to receive a great relationship. You can put yourself in a position by doing these things that I talked about so that you can open up yourself to new opportunities. It's the same with all kinds of things in our lives, right? We position ourselves. If you want to get a new job, you position yourself for that job. If you want to learn a new hobby, you do the same. It is possible for you to find a great relationship with a quality guy who loves and adores you. So with that, I just want to let you know I'm taking on some one-on-one coaching clients. If you're interested in talking with me about my coaching program, head on over to shannashutycoaching.com. Again, that's S-H-A-N-A-S-C-H-U-T-T-E coaching.com. And click on the yellow button on that page, fill out the form so I know a little bit more about you, and then you can choose a time on my calendar to talk with me. All right, remember that the dream that you have to love and be loved is possible. I think that's worth saying twice because I already said it once. And also remember to keep it sunny. See you next time. Keep it sunny, baby.